Welcome back to another edition of Virtue's Brand of Wrestling right here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. Not to be mistaken by Vince Russo's The Brand. This is TheBigVitoBrand.com. I am Virtue, and it is Mania Week. I have one more day of working my shoot job, and then I'm going to be off for a whole week. Vito's sending me to New York, New Jersey to cover WrestleMania, but before, before I do that, I'm being joined by Rob once again here on Virtue's Brand Wrestling. What's up, Rob? What's going on, Virtue? As always, it's awesome to be here. I know we are one week away from the biggest show of the year. I'm sure we have some great things to talk about. Let's just jump right into it. What do we got on the docket today, sir? All right, so I want to backtrack to Raw. Um, we film this pretty much every Tuesday night about 7, 7.30 before SmackDown airs. So we're, we're fresh off of Monday Night Raw, the go-home show to WrestleMania, I believe it was in the Washington, D.C. or Baltimore area, I believe. I, I can never remember. Um, so we had a couple interesting things I want to talk about. The first one is Dave Batista came out, and it looked like he was going to cut this big promo because we know, and you're, you're a Triple H guy. You know when Triple H does his stuff, it could be a 10-minute promo like last week with the letter – and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's Triple H. He's, that's how he tells his story. That's how he hypes up his matches. It's always been that way. Um, I'm kind of interested how his entrance is going to be at WrestleMania. But Batista, who has been in big films in Hollywood, but he has the parts where he doesn't have to talk that much. It's simple one or two liners like when he was Dra you know, Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers. He comes out looking dapper, looking like Dave Batista, the rose-colored red glasses, which popped me. Now, I know when he was on SmackDown, he had the blue glasses. So I don't know if he's just playing to the brand, you know, whatever show he's on. To me, this is cryptic 101. Dave Batista puts on his rose-colored glasses, like his wrestling marks. That's what they look through. The wrestling mark savior these days, besides Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, is Triple H because of NXT. And I just felt when Dave Batista came out here in those glasses and all he said, and he took them off, by the way. So he wasn't looking through, as the cliche goes, rose-colored glasses like a lot of wrestling fans look through. <clears throat> he was basically saying Hunter and, of course, hyping the match. But when I heard Hunter... Hunter and all of your marks <laughs> kiss my ass. I thought it was brilliant. I saw so many people just, you know, oh, another stupid promo by Batista. This match is going to suck. Two big guys that are old and shouldn't be. Shame on anybody that says that. I want to know your thoughts, you being a Triple H guy. Dave Batista last night hyped me for that match with that simplicity because I read some cryptic into that. He, did, he basically told Triple H and the Smarks to fuck off. Uh, yeah, and it was it was great. Um, I really actually like that promo a lot. Um, so, yes, he, he didn't speak a lot of words, but it was everything about the promo. The, the rose-tinted glasses, it's something I looked at. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, not just that, it was the body language, it was the attitude, it was the facial expression, remember the, the spotlight, everything. It was this, it was almost like he was making a mockery of everything that you said Triple H does, and, and it's true. The big elaborate entrances, it, it was such a great contrast to a typical Triple H promo. It was absolutely genius. I loved every second of that. 
And you know what? It, it, when I go to WrestleMania, right, in a big stadium event, God knows where Vito's sitting me. I'm probably going to be in the upper deck, right, looking at the Tron the whole time. But I go there to see those people that you don't think you could ever see in real life, the larger than life, the Batistas, the Brock Lesnar's, the Bobby Lashley's, the Roman Reigns, the Drew McIntyre's, the Triple H's, okay? And if I'm there and I happen to see a Daniel Bryan, who I've really grown to like, I happen to see a Kofi Kingston, okay, so what? You know, I can see those guys walking down the street. They look like that. Wrestling to me is about the larger-than-life characters. And I am sold on the women, too. The three women. And that brings me to the next topic, which will be our feature for this show today. Is So they really went home here with Rhonda, Becky, and Charlotte. Now, what did you think first about Stephanie coming out on April 1st, April Fool's, and saying, I'm now the fourth participant in this match? I wish you would have sold that a little bit longer. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, my God. So, Virtue, that's exactly what my thoughts were on that was – I kind of wish they would have made it seem more legitimate and and let the booze rain down before she gave him the gotcha. She she pulled back pretty quick on that, but yeah, I would have loved for that to just stretch it out because you could you even in that second you heard the groans from the crowd, the general just oh my god, and people bought it. She could have if she would have sold it a little bit better. I think it would have been a hook line and sinker thing. That could have been one of those things they show on the highlight reel when she gets inducted into the Hall of Fame at some point in her career. You know what that tells me? They have a beat on the pulse um, of social media and wrestling fans because I think they know every complaint. She knew that. You know, Vince McMahon with the Kofi stuff and what he did earlier with Becky Lynch, they know that, and they're using that to draw heat. That Now, a lot of people are angry because Vince said, you are the authority, we're going to give you what you want, and then Vince comes out and trolls the crowd as much as he can. I, I think that's a brilliant gimmick. I mean, that's heel 101. Tell the fans you're on their side and you're going to give them what they want, and then you don't. But, but, in, the end, but in the end, they do. Yes. Yeah. Make them Because they're like, giving them the Kofi chase, and that's what people wanted. People wanted the Kofi chase. And even though I don't 100% agree with the way that it happened, I wish it would have been an organic, longer, drawn-out thing. But, yeah, it's exactly what the fans asked for. So, therefore, I think they kept their promise in that regard. Well, here's me hoping that during the contract signing tonight, Vince comes out and adds somebody else to he the will. match or, or something. But I, granted, it'll probably still be Kofi and Brian. But, you know, again, I, I just I get sick to my stomach thinking of that. But it's really made me appreciate Daniel Bryan more. So here I am, not liking the Kofi push, but I'm emotionally invested in actually wanting to see them put Bryan over Kofi to just, you know, squash the, the smart streams. But with that said, so we had the women did a little, you know, they, they had that weird match, which, you know, you can't do anything to me during this match. Or you're out of the main event. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Of course, Rhonda basically made uh, Liv Morgan tap out, and it's immediately she went after Charlotte, I think. Um, was it Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte. Next thing so. you know, they're all brawling. And then you have the the Renacops, the indie workers in the – Police costumes that you know looked like they were one of those spirit Halloween stores. Like they bought bought a bunch of them on clearance after Halloween and said, "Oh, we're going to use these one day." So to me, they try so hard to recreate Austin getting arrested, walking around with the cuffs, looking and bobbing his head. 
But it got interesting because when they get backstage, they totally tried to do Attitude Era stuff. They had these makeshift police cars. I don't even know what they were. Throwing one girl in here. Then they actually put Becky and Ronda in the same back seat. And then they started kicking each other. The window got kicked out. It, it was like I literally started thinking immediately, cops, what you going to do? What you going to do when we come for you? And, of course, lo and behold, the Internet is great. Somebody actually took the highlights of that and put it to the cops theme. So it, it was kind of comical, but in the, in the same vein, I liked it because I knew what they were trying to do to hype it up. But with the fickle internet wrestling community, you knew they were going to basically come out and say, oh, that was just so stupid. It should be Becky and Rhonda one-on-one. And now they're just making this whole feud a joke. So I kind of liked it if it pissed that demographic of fan off. And I don't care if it reminded me of an episode of Cops. What do you think? I thought it was ridiculous and stupid in all of the great ways that make me love professional wrestling. It's like when Braun Strowman flips over the trucks and shit like that. You know, it was just, it was ridiculous. It was over the top. And that's why we watch wrestling. Wrestling isn't this super serious, dark night, brooding, angry thing. Yeah, you're going to have these really intense views like this one, but this was crazy, and I, I was thoroughly entertained. I laughed a lot. I kept thinking it was going to be over, and then someone else would just out of nowhere just get punched or kicked in the face. I mean, th- I felt like a little kid watching that segment. I thought it was fantastic. Now, earlier, Stephanie actually did say winner take all. So now that Charlotte's the SmackDown Women's Champion, Ronda's the Raw Women's Champion, the winner of the match – and you know, in a triple threat, anything got like there's no disqualifications because that's just the way the triple threat rules are. So, with that said, can we do a prediction here? I know I'm going to be on the no DQ predictions panel later, but you know what? For this particular match, and we talked about this, we talked about what the Smarks want. They want Kofi to win the WWE title, excuse me, they want Rollins to win the Universal title. And they want Becky to win the Raw Women's Championship. Do you want to predict all three of those? Since you're you're not going to be on the no DQ one, I'm sure. only going to predict the women's one here. But I want you to predict all three of those. Start with the Kofi Bryan match. So Kofi Daniel Bryan, my my thoughts is the outcome of that is Daniel Bryan retains. Um, now, if I if I speculate a little bit on what happens, I, I think someone from the New Day costs him the match. It may be an accident. It may be one of those things to plant a seed. But this is not Kofi's time to win his first title. I think if he can maintain the heat that he has on him, the good heat, the crowd, um, I think it's a good SummerSlam buildup or otherwise. But I think this is a Daniel Bryan retention. Okay. Stay tuned for my pick on the No DQ panel uh how about the universal championship well paul Heyman already told us our spoiler uh i think lesnar he retains. he's 100 with that right now right so that gimmick yes. is like a streak it's like the guarantee from mr mcmahon back in the day yeah you know um yeah i think i think lesnar retains and i think it is going to get set up that roman will be the one who's to slays the beast and I think after that, you could have the jealous Rollins, maybe put Rollins heel again or put Roman heel. I don't know. But I, I think the one to beat Lesnar, the only one that I would truly believe in the world of wrestling that can beat him is going to be Roman Reigns. And 
that's why I think you're going to have two letdowns for the fans, and then you're going to have the big payoff, which is going to be the go main into event. that, go into that. So you you basically picked Brian to retain and Brock to retain the two big men's titles because. Go ahead. Because Becky is going to have both of those titles and she's going to hold them both up on the ropes and have the confetti and have her big moment. This is going to be Becky Lynch's moment. It's the first time women have main evented WrestleMania. They want this to be as big a spectacle as possible. And I think the best thing they can do for world recognition is to have those pictures of Becky Lynch and the in insane crowd reaction that's going to happen because of it. Plus it sets up some really interesting things. If she has both of the belts, um, I don't know. I, I think Rhonda just seems mentally out. I don't think she she just doesn't seem as invested. Um, I think she's done great so far, uh, unlike what a lot of people have said. But yeah, I, I think Becky wins. That. So there's a lot of possibilities to get those titles on Becky. And I'm going to agree with you. I am going to pick Becky Lynch for this, even on the no DQ panel. So you tell me, what do you think? How is this going to happen? How is she going to win the match? So what I think is going to happen is if, if we want to go go big or go home, right? It's WrestleMania. Um, you know, I, I think she's going to be in a position where she where all hope is lost. They have to have her in that lowest valley. Um, I would expect maybe some interference from one of the four horsewomen of MMA, maybe Shayna Baszler, one of those guys runs in and does something. Um, but somehow, some way, Becky Lynch will come to life at the last minute, maybe that old Hulk Hogan thing where he just gets beat up the whole match or the John Cena effect. And she's going to come back and win. She's going to overcome a lot of odds. I don't think it's just going to be Ronda and Charlotte that she beats. I think there's going to be other interference, other shenanigans. I really hope Stephanie doesn't do some stupid thing to inject herself into it, but that is always a possibility when it's WrestleMania season and your last name is McMahon. Well, so is she going to pin or tap out Ronda or charlotte and you're that's opinion. tough well if, if the rumors are true that ronda is leaving i think ronda could get the brunt of it from charlotte and becky over the match and they'll sell it as you know they team you know maybe they teamed up a little bit on ronda the entire match wore her down and that way they can still make her look strong even defeat like oh she was in the figure eight for so long and didn't tap and then she took this and then the arm bar and maybe she she probably won't tap out she'll pass out she's going to get put into this armor and she's just going to pass out and that'll be all she wrote they'll give her the so heroes exit. when the match starts what they need to do in my opinion and, and they haven't made ronda look like a the ufc killer they made her look like a wrestler right because she mm -hmm. actually sells and takes moves but like to me they should start this match like ronda just snaps mm -hmm. but because it's a triple threat now and not the one-on-one -on -one that everybody wanted. Because if it was one-on-one, -on -one, Ronda could just kill Becky. That's This is another reason we never talked about. Why they're doing the triple threat is because now you can at least have maybe Charlotte and Becky. If Ronda snaps, well, you have two girls in there. Maybe they can team up at the beginning to counteract Ronda snapping. And that, that to me, is why they may. I'm interested to see how this match is going to start now. Plus, they'll see some one-on-one -on -one stuff with that. As you as you and I yeah. both know, with the triple threat match, somebody's going to be unconscious on the outside for uh, an extended period of time. So, I, And I think that'll end up being Charlotte at some point. So we'll see the little standoff. But yeah, uh, Becky wins, overcomes shenanigans, big feel-good moment. Uh, the fans get one out of three. And I think the, the way the match is going to end, I think Ronda is going to take a big 
table bump or something on the outside and she that's how she's going to be out and it will come down to the best friends or the former best friends whatever charlotte and becky in the ring and there'll be some close calls and that's when i think becky will make charlotte tap out and of course maybe ronda will have like one last lunge but you know it's too little too late because i think they're going to protect ronda um, a little bit to where she technically didn't lose. So if she does take time off, you know, comes back, maybe the four horsewomen feud versus the four horsewomen MMA, Rhonda could say, hey, you got, you never beat me. I never lost one-on-one, you know. And that and that's really what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to put the titles on Becky at the expense of Charlotte. They're going to protect Rhonda. I would be shocked if Rhonda takes the fall out of the three women in this match. Will they maintain kayfabe at the end of the match, or will they have a curtain call moment? Um, More like, are they going to have the WWE ending, or are they going to have the NXT ending? They they should have a WWE ending. So I think that Ronda and um, Charlotte should powder, and it should be Becky in that ring by herself, like you said, with the confetti. Send the fans home happy. I mean, let's look. Let's face the facts. WrestleMania 34, Brock Lesnar beat Roman. And it's weird because people actually were expecting Roman to win. Mm-hmm. Not that they really wanted that, but they didn't want Lesnar to have it anymore. So that was a huge disappointment. It was. And, and the fans shit on it. And, and if that was a shoot or not, last year when Brock went through the curtain, he threw the universal title at Vince. Now, I don't know. That could have been a work. Who knows? We'll go back to WrestleMania 33. Roman beat Undertaker. Fans were not happy with that. Go back to WrestleMania 32, Roman and Triple H. Roman became the WWE title. Fans were not happy with that. And that's where I'll stop because I think back to the Rollins cash-in at 31, even though he was a heel, fans like – I think they kind of like that. So it's been at least a solid three years, three or four manias, since the fans, in my opinion, went home happy. Nothing against Roman, but you know how those smarks shit on Roman. So I I really think this year they're going to send him home happy, like Daniel Bryan at 30. Basically, that was the last last time WWE booked to please the fans to end Mania. Because the Rollins thing, again, was different. They didn't do that to please the fans. They just wanted to shock people. So first time in four years, that's that's what I'm calling. It's the Becky Lynch show. I mean, that that just – it has to happen that way. It absolutely has to. I and even looking through VKM Vision, I cannot see it going any other way. Um, well, I, I, I would put it in this order too, right now too. Yeah. So right. Vince is all about that. I mean, shit. He loved Enzo and Cass because they were selling merch, and of course, mm-hmm. he was a little pissed when Enzo got in trouble because basically, you know, he fired him because of the public company trade the company. But he Vince knew. Hey, I'm losing one of my merch sellers. And and I think that's really what rubbed him the wrong way. So Becky's in a good position because she's a merch seller. And I could just see Vince give her her moment. Now, here's the kicker. If she does win these titles, I don't know what the fate of the SmackDown. Obviously, they might, she might have to choose which one she wants. Maybe they'll unify. I don't know. But I would not be surprised that Becky doesn't have necessarily a lengthy rain they're going to give the fans what they want and then maybe the next pay-per-view or maybe are they doing money in the bank again i could see the money in the bank winner cashing on becky becky might not even get the SummerSlam as the champ if she does win it at mania i can because vince just loves having people chase so that's why i think this could be a relatively short reign maybe the longest 
to SummerSlam, and then I could see her losing. I mean, look at who who had the longest run. I mean, you had AJ Styles had over three hundred some days. CM Punk, CM Punk had had, but other than those two, there's never really long title reigns. Maybe six months at tops. No, no, no. But modern day, modern, right? Yeah, yeah. So. We'll see what happens, man. I mean, it's mania week. I got, like I said, one more day of working on Wednesday, and then I'm off for a week. Any other last-second thoughts or things you want to discuss heading into this whole week, Hall of Fame, NXT, or WrestleMania? Yes. I want to go on a quick tangent and say, um, why the fuck is Finn Balor pulling the demon out for Bobby Lashley, but he couldn't do it for any title shot? This makes him quite possibly the stupidest character I have ever seen in professional wrestling. Who did he Down there with Repo Man. Rumble? Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For he the Universal Championship. The... Right. And he was not the demon. But against Bobby Lashley for that Baron prestigious IC title, he's going to be the demon. He only does it with people that have a B in their first name. Uh, well, Brock. Why did he didn't, <laughs> oh, but he didn't do it with Brock. You're right. That that's just awful, and the only reason why they're doing that is to make it because it's mania and make it to feel sell more shirts important. at mania. <laughs> like, right? do you the remember when mania used to have like maybe two or three big matches, and then a lot of it was filler, and we were okay with that. Right. We we were okay with watching the Mountie, or Men on a Mission, or Owen Hart. You know, Owen Hart was great, but you know what I mean. Now, why does everybody want every damn match to be a headlining match? That's where I want to talk about Angle and Corbin. Now, I know because it's Angle's last match, I understand the frustration. But Jesus, I mean, not everybody can get a main event. I I think he's going to tap out Corbin in like 30 seconds and Cena will come out to see him off. I think they're teasing with the Corbin thing. Yeah. That's my final prediction. You see Corbin, like, I do like how they, when they cut their promos, they, you can tell they all read social media. Oh, yeah. And they're all up on the grievances of the fans. And I like when they address that. Um, some people say don't address that because you're just giving in to the marks and then they'll do it more because they think that you're going to talk about them more. But when the Mark heels do it, is, if the heels belittle the fans, I like it. Now, when the baby face is pandered to them, I don't like that. Yeah, that's why I thought Seth Rollins' program was kind of gross. His promo was just like, it was kind of cringy. I don't know. Like, I didn't like any of it. It just felt very basic, which is the, what a lot of the, the criticism Roman's got over the years. Yeah, it, right? I felt like yeah. I was playing a 2K yeah. game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just the most generic baby face response. It, it's like that's what they do with their baby faces. I mean, let's go to Kofi to close this show. Sure. Since he's been on this amazing run, when he comes out with the new day, he's still either on the left or the right side. He was flinging pancakes just last week. He hard, he didn't even cut a promo last week. Big and Xavier were cutting the promos, and they had to have the tag team win it to get Kofi in. How convoluted is that? Yeah, it's crazy. Like Russo said that that should have been the first week, and then they failed, and then Kofi would have got his shot to get in, but. To me, this is the biggest troll in the world, and I just can't imagine, like, this could be a spoiler alert for my prediction. I just don't know what would I, I think if they put the title on Kofi. And where would they- I would almost think that Vince just said, do whatever you want with that. I'm worried about these other big matches. You know what I mean? And literally then Triple H or someone else would book it. What happens in the arena if Kofi is subject to a 30-second squash match? 
Oh, where he loses? Yeah. <laughs> and that's remember Brian had to suffer 18 seconds against Sheamus. So would that not right. be a great pay it forward? Right. Um, God, I mean, I, I don't I think if there's any squash match at Mania, it's gonna be the like you said, the Corbin angle, and then Cena comes out. So I don't see that because they're gonna want this uh the you Mark love crowd. That, though. They're gonna want that Mark that. crowd though to ooh and ah for all those close calls and right. have New Day. I don't know if New Day will show up, probably because Rowan will probably be out there. And then, like, Big E puts his hands on his head with his face. and yeah. We see it playing out. The question is, is New Day going to turn or is Harper or Bray going to come out? Or, you know, is Daniel Bryan's – I want to see Daniel Bryan's faction grow. I do too. I, I really do because, you know, good faction. The Shield, the Wyatts, people popped for both of them feuding back in the day. I, I would really like to see Bryan build a faction because CM Punk had the Straight Edge Society, Evolution – that factions do work, especially when they're heel. Mm. So we'll see, man. It's we got ten last minutes. Ten second, down, last so. ten second question for you. Go ahead. Which match will have the most near falls? I'm going to go with. I mean, you could say it's the triple threat women's because just because there's three people in it, but I don't know how many pins are going to go for. I think they're going to go for a lot of submissions. Mm -hmm. So I will go out on a limb here. And I think it will be Kofi and Daniel Bryan because especially in the last like five minutes of that match, I, I think it's going to get absurd because they're going to want, Oh, ah, ooh. Yeah, that's that, so that I, I think that match, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's that match. Either that match, or we might get a big surprise out of Orton and AJ Styles. You know what? That's kind of a sleeper, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, and I, I think they know that. that. And they're both great. And Randy Orton, while some say he's boring, I think he's one of the best to ever put on boots in that company. And AJ Styles speaks for himself. I think that that could be. That's my sleeper match of the night. I think that could be the best actual wrestling match of the entire evening. I think that it will be overbooked with gimmick. Because it's uh, no holds barred, obviously, but the Triple H. Oh, Batista, that's right. The Triple H Batista match might have a lot of near falls too, because we know we're going to see the sledgehammer and this and that, and you know. But we'll see. I mean, it's that's a thing. It's mania. Right. Six Remember matches, what I told you? Going to have a lot of false finishes. The question is, which one's going to have more? I'm right. not going to count. Right. Dave right. Meltzer might count, but I'm not. Gonna probably count. will. And then, remember what I told you too. The the more elaborate Triple H's entrance is, the more likely he is to lose. That is That's my. Right. I'm standing by it. If he has some crazy over the top thing, that is his last official WrestleMania match. What if he just has a regular entrance? <laughs> it depends. Now, if he, what if he comes but out? I'm of, just having Joan Jet. Right. right. Okay. Right. He should come out to Hunter Hearst Helmsley, do the little curtsy, have his little cane. Like, wouldn't that be great? Dude, Not really, but... <laughs> he's the baby in this feud. And what would be great to me is if he came out as Thanos, like with this Infinity yeah. Gauntlet, and they just fucking did that for the hell of it. And, and that would be even better if, like, uh, Batista didn't know that, and then he just saw it, like, as it was happening. But yeah, that would it wouldn't great. make sense because Triple H is playing the baby in this feud. Right. You know, so it is what it is. But, hey, another good chat, man. I got, like I said, one more day of work, and then I'm in mania mode. So go ahead, man. What's your Twitter? Anything else you got going on? Yeah, man, you can follow me at Xenomecha, X-E-N-O-M-E-C-H-A. There are many places that you can see myself and Mr. Virtue. And, Virtue, where would those places be? 
So obviously you can see Rob and I right here on the bigvetobrand.com on Virtue's brand of wrestling every week, um, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now we're also going to record tomorrow on wrestlingwithwrestling.com on Andre Corbeil's site. We're going to record another video. I don't know what the topic is yet, Rob, but we got to go back to the roots to like when we talked about AEW versus WWE and we drew a lot of views. Well, Nobody wanted AEW to listen. News. Nobody no. wanted to listen to WrestleMania on that it's channel. True. So, but um, and then so yeah, Rob and I will do that show, uh, Wrestling with Virtue, and of course I'm on NoDQ.com with the NoDQ review and Virtue's Rage, and we're going to get Rob on there one day too. So that's all I got. You can follow me on Twitter at NoDQ underscore Virtue. You can go to my Facebook, which is actually NoDQ.com slash virtue with the lowercase v well that's all we got this week here on the bigvetobrand.com for rob i am virtue click 